0: Today on Gamerhead Radio, follow us on a journey with Manuel, Samuel, and the Beer Caddies as they tour the country in their pretty sweet Vegas rocket. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 188 of Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicornworthly. Candy.
1: Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn.
2: I am doing five thousand things and this show, Goat.
0: <laughs> I know them feels. Um, so yes, we're uh, we're. Uh, and uh, on that note, uh, we're here. Lo- uh, we're uh, if you're watching live, we're recording a little bit early this week so that we could accommodate Goat because um, he has a show later. Because well, he's working tonight. Well, every night, pretty much. Um, and, and, and I'm on the, the East Coast. <laughs> Yes, and and he's and uh, you're in New York, is that right? Yeah, Rochester tonight. Uh, we're we're back, and we're going to talk about some video games and some news and some releases and all that fun stuff. But uh, before we get into that, a little bit
1: about us. Uh, John, how was your week? Uh, my week was very very productive. Um, we're we're I mean, some of you who watch the show weekly might notice that there's shit in, in the frame here that typically isn't here. We're completely rearranging our house and getting rid of shit. Like we're in this. <laughs> thing that happens before you have kids and like another kid where you go like oh my god there's gonna be another person living in this already uh cramped space because we we live in a condo um that is too small for you know fucking four people so um you start finding shit to get rid of you just jettison everything and we're getting rid of a bunch of crap we don't need and don't use in the interim we're rearranging our house to make it more uh space efficient uh, so that was part of my week, uh, which it sounds terribly fucking boring to everybody listening to this show. Um, s- just got done, uh, having a conversation with my brother about some, some piece villains related things, which, uh, it's kind of neat. There's, there's all these like wild ideas flying around, which is terrifying when Nick starts doing that. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but, uh, my, that was pretty much my week. Uh, you know. Other than that, man, just uh, started class again. Fucking, it's you know, it's class, and that's it, man. I hate to say it, but this week was not uh, particularly interesting to me. But I did do a lot of video gaming this week, which we'll talk about. Well, you,
0: yeah, you you led with that. You're rearranging your house, so no, I didn't really expect it to go really uphill from there. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Actually, that I had any sort of a, a remnant of a week beyond that is probably amazing. So,
2: so all right. Basically, what everybody's saying here is John's stuff. More of John's stuff is going into storage for wife and no, child
1: fuck stuff. No, actually, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be selling the fuck out of some shit and some good shit too, some collectible shit. So if anybody See? wants it, you know, I'll, I'll be posting that's,
2: stuff up. That's the part of the married man life I don't want to ever have. What getting rid of my stuff?
1: <laughs> Honestly, the, it's not even <laughs> Megan. It's not Megan. No, she doesn't. She couldn't <laughs> care less if I keep my shit. If you look behind me, the top of our television is littered with Star Trek ships. <laughs> like expensive Star Trek ships too, and that's only about two thirds of them that I own. So she doesn't give a fuck, man. It's not that. It, it's honestly just sitting on top of shit I don't need and don't use. So I'm just kind of getting rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In lieu of other, just in, in lieu of my sanity <laughs> for space. So there you go. What about you, Charlie? How was your week? Oh, well,
0: you know, I'm three weeks away from Con now, and so busy is mm. um, is the most applicable term. Um, and, uh, without droning on about it too much, we're just, um, you know, I've, I've placed about six different orders online for, for various and swag and shirts and stuff and prints and things like that today. So yeah, it's been, um, I mean, this is kind of the boring part of it, you know, it's like all the planning, all the fun stuff is done and now we're just, I'm just photoshopping and, and placing orders for things. So hooray. Um, I mean, really, honestly, that's been about it. Um,
2: calm before the storm
0: yeah no that'll be that'll be basically starting next week because all the orders need to get in this week so that they can have so they're in in time for them to get to con and then so after basically next week you're in that period where there's nothing to do anymore like everything's been ordered, everything that you can do has been done it's too late to change anything so so pretty much next week or like the two weeks like well we can we we can, like ten days that that's a calm before the storm before i before I well, <laughs> before I begin my my Ciderfest festivities by meeting some of the voice actors downtown who are coming in and staying in Chicago early between Nightmare Nights in, in uh, Dallas and um and um and Ciderfest in Milwaukee that are they're they're a week apart, then some of them are going to both and they're going to be spending some time in Chicago between. And um on one of the nights beforehand, um we uh Michelle and I and uh Corey and his wife, um the other, you know, the other chair cider fest uh, we're going downtown and we're taking them to the baton club and um if uh do, do you guys know about
1: oh, yeah. yes quite oh much. yeah
0: i imagine you do um right. it's uh it's one of the better known i'm, I'm told i'd never i get this will be my first time at a drag club at um but um i'm told it's one of the better ones in chicago so
2: here's what yeah, we're they, they were Canada. decent yeah we just a bit higher it's a rough two years
0: <laughs> so um so yeah that, that's how i'm starting my my cider fest festivities and so um and then after that we'll be making our way up to milwaukee to get everything set up and then it's crazy fun drinking pony party time for like four days straight hooray um but yeah so that that's that's been about it
2: well, that, that kind of segues into my life
0: i look forward to finding out how
2: <laughs> well i mean drinking and partying in wild four days
0: <laughs> oh right because you're gonna be at the whiskey that weekend you said right <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. I, well, we're doing a show the thirtieth of the whiskey, and then I think the thirty-first. Uh, after I'm done with a little bit of post, I'm gonna go back back down there and watch Wednesday 13th on Halloween night. All right. What's <laughs> going on this week for you, Goat? Uh, we made it to the East Coast in one piece. Um, what was it last week? We, we did a show last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All the Yes, days we are- did. See, you, this you this lady awesome. the,
1: <laughs> This is what you call this is what you call <laughs> tour dementia.
2: Yeah, you get all the days run together. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, we were. Yeah, so so within the week, I've made it from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I've, uh, yeah, I've made it from Wisconsin to New York in five days. Yeah. <laughs> Couple pit stops here and there. Um, no Brilliant. more ping in bunks. Uh, <laughs> our merch guy did get food poisoning from random Greek food in Cleveland. Unfortunately, he was down for two days. Yeah. Um, we partied with Moto in Lancaster, and I got all sorts of crazy. And that's about my week, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um, so then, uh, so that that's what's been going on in our lives. Um, but, so before we get into what we've been playing, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming out in video games this week. And brace yourselves, thanks to the, uh, the, the, the impending uh, release of the PlayStation VR, this list is a little bit long because it's everything <laughs> that's coming out for that as well. So, October 10th, PlayStation VR Worlds coming out for the psvr uh 100 foot robot golf is coming out for the ps4 and the, the psvr uh, thumper is coming out on the ps4 and the psvr i'm hoping and assuming that that is the story of the rabbit from bambi uh, but it's no, really
2: that's
0: not a uh, super stardust ultra vr coming out for the psvr um, uh, our, uh, so that's monday october 10th tuesday october 11th aragami collector's edition coming out for the ps4 criminal girls 2 party favors uh love that title still coming out for the vita uh, <laughs> castle invasion thrown out that's a that's a that's a play on words there because it's spelled t-h-r-o-n-e
1: that's very clever nah.
0: <laughs> uh, coming out for the ps4 and the vita batman arkham vr with the psvr uh, dragon quest builders coming out for the ps4 and the vita uh eu I- senki the world conquest coming out on the ps3 gears of war 4 it's coming out on the xbox one and the pc possibly the one interesting thing microsoft hasn't going on this week um uh depending on who you ask anyways uh metal ghost metal gear solid 5 the, the definitive experience coming out on the ps4 xbox one pc uh manual samuel coming out of the ps1 and the ps4 i really like seeing that name manual samuel that's it that feels good
1: coming off the tongue it
0: feels good uh Give it, give it a try, John. Manuel Samuel.
1: Manuel Samuel. I feel like a new man already. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's more than I was. That expecting. sounds
2: like something um, you would buy at a Vietnamese massage parlor.
1: <laughs> Manual Samuel. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I. Oh man. That
2: that's that's excellent. excuse me, man. Can I get the Manual Samuel. Thank you. <laughs>
1: We have to find a way to work Manuel Samuel into the title of this show. <laughs> um, maybe.
0: Uh, Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tours coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. Payday Why? 2, the big score, uh, because reasons. reasons. Uh, payday 2, the big score coming out on PS1 and, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. P- I did that last week, too. Xbox One and PS4. Uh, <laughs> PS1 and Xbox Four. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider Blood Ties expansion coming out on the Xbox One, along with the 20th Year Celebration Edition, the, the full package of Rise of the Tomb Raider coming out finally on the PS4. Congrats, Sony peeps! You get to play a great game now. Um, Reus, I believe, is how you would pronounce that. R e u s coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. Sunless Sea Submariner, that's with a Z for some reason, coming out on the PC. Tear. Wow. Coming on the PS4. Uh, okay. Uh, Thumb- like God. Uh, Tumble VR coming on the PSVR. WWE 2K17 is coming on the Xbox One, the PS4, the 360, and the PS3. And the Valkyrie Drive uh, Bukini. Wednesday, October 12th. Mantis Burn Racing is coming on the PS4 and the Xbox One. No idea what that is. October 13th. Uh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, Ace Bananas coming out for the PS4, uh, uh, the PSVR. Atari Flashbacks Classics Volumes 1 and 2. Two separate titles coming out for the PS4. The Assembly for VR. Uh, I'm just going to say VR instead of PlayStation VR. You guys don't know what I mean. Assembly Wait, for no. VR. Battle Zone for VR. Crazy Machines 3 for PC. Drive Club VR for VR. Here They Lie for VR. Eve Valkyrie for the VR. Moto Racer 4 for the Xbox One, the PS4 and the PC. Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing VR Mission for Imaginators for the Xbox One, the PS4, the 360, the PS3, and the Wii U. Rigs, Mechanized, Combat League for the VR. Res Infinite for the PS4 and the VR. Headmaster for the VR. Harmonics Music VR for A Loading Human Chapter 1 for the VR. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is coming out for the PSVR. PS VR. Excellent game. Uh, Hatsune Miku VR Future Live for, you guessed it, the VR. Joby Simulator for the VR. Roller Coaster Dreams for the VR. Shadow Warrior two for the PC, Super Hyper Cube for the VR, Pyro or uh, my dog's here. I just said his name. <laughs> oh, yesterday <laughs> Origins <laughs> for yes. the uh-huh. PS4. <laughs> um, yesterday Origins for the PS4. World War Tunes for the PS4. Waddle Home for the VR. <laughs> okay, uh, Wayward Sky for the uh, for the VR. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood for the VR. World War Tunes for the VR, and Yesterday uh, Origins. Uh, also for xbox one ps4 and pc friday october 14th i'm not done uh disney magical world 2 comes out on the 3ds farming simulator 17 comes out on the xbox one and the ps4 the silver case pc wrc 6 the xbox (laughs) one the ps4 and the pc and uh, the beta for call of duty infinite warfare is coming out on the ps4 uh, looking to the future a little bit on Monday, October 17th franchise hockey manager three is coming out on the PC Tuesday, October 18th. We're getting crazy Myth machines three on the PC Eagle flight on the Oculus Rift. Uh, more Time city of the damned and the Xbox One and the PS4 Exis Archive, the other side of the sky for the PS4 and the Vita Super Dimension, Neptune, VS, Sega, Hard Girls that's the name of this thing. Okay, coming <laughs> on in the Vita uh, Rock Band Rivals, uh, coming on the Xbox One and the PS4 uh, and Batman Return to Arkham the remastered, uh, collection there is coming on the Xbox One and the PS4. Wednesday, October 19th, Duke Duke 3D. This is already on the list, Kadaku, You're confused. Um Tuesday, October 20th, Pixel Gear for the VR, Macross Delta, Scramble for the Vita, and Friday, October 21st, Battlefield 1 is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Civilization 6 is coming out on the PC. Lego Harry Potter Collection is coming out on the PS4. WRC 6 is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. And Lego Harry Potter Collection is coming out, again, on the PS4. It's on here twice for some reason. And Micro Machines, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, is not the real thing.
1: You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was going to say it if you didn't.
2: Holy crap. I was going to say it if you didn't. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, Such so we, can, VR. we can safely say it's October.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: And everything is yes. coming out in the next, what, three weeks?
1: Well,
0: I mean, I mean, yes, given that list would have been a quarter to a third of the size if it wasn't for the PSVR. Mm. Yes. Um, somebody please me here and count how many times I say VR in this episode. Please and thank you.
1: True. He's got VR Tourette's. Oh,
0: that could be a show title right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. Um, but, yeah, so that that's everything that, that's coming out. And then uh, we missed it last week, so briefly, um, the Games with Gold uh, titles and the um, PlayStation Plus titles, uh, your free games for the month of October. Uh, so from October 1st through October 31st, um, you can get Super Mega Baseball um, Extra Innings. Uh, for free uh, if you're an Xbox One Gold subscriber. And then from October 16th through November 15th, you can get The Escapists uh, for free for Xbox Live Gold subscribers. Um, and though those are both Xbox One titles for your 360 offerings from October 1st through October 15th. Uh, you can get um, uh, MX versus ATV Reflex. As always, that's the backwards compatible title, so you can also play it on the Xbox One. And then I am alive is going to be a free t- uh, your free uh, title from October 16th through October 31st. Also, of course, um, backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Oh, so yeah, um, I am alive. Was, there was a it's big deal only...
1: about that game when it came out initially. I am, I am alive. You know,
0: I remember hearing a lot about it. I'm, I'm definitely interested to be able to try it because um, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I, I don't...
1: I like, think it uh, disappointed yeah. a bit um, when it came yeah. out, but I heard that it's, it just depends. You know. I'm gonna try it though. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And me then too. the uh, the full yeah. lineup for the uh, the the PlayStation Four for, for PlayStation uh, PlayStation Plus members for October is going to be a uh, Resident Evil for PlayStation Four, and that's you know that's the uh, the HD remaster version of the GameCube version of Resident Evil that was that was redone on GameCube. Okay. Um, Transformers: Devastation, uh, Mad Riders for PlayStation Three, From Dust for PlayStation Three, uh, Code. Uh, realized guardian of rebirth. Can you possibly imagine what title or what platform that's for? Uh, that be a that Vita would title. be a Vita title. And then a fucking <laughs> normal Vita name, actual sunlight for the Vita. So that's uh that's everything that's going to be for October um, this year. Very
0: happy that transformers devastation is a free title. Like I'm very happy to be able Me to play too. that game. Cause John, you spoke highly of it, John, right? Uh, even though, even thing. though it's length,
1: it's got it's short and it's, 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 it's really shallow. <laughs> It's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's fun. It's stupid as fuck, but it's fun. Um, as a free title, I think you'll be very happy with your purchase.
0: <laughs> okay, good. And then I suppose we should clarify, just in case anyone was not sure, I believe, from what I'm, uh, from what I recall, the actual PlayStation VR headset itself comes out on Thursday the 13th. Yeah.
1: Speaking of PlayStation VR, it's definitely not a news item, but I wanted to touch on this because it annoys the shit out of me. So you know how um, Resident Evil 7 is going to be, you know, you can play it in PlayStation VR. The virtual reality um, component to it is exclusively only available on PlayStation VR for a year. It's a timed exclusive to play VR, Resident Evil 7 and VR on, on PlayStation 4. Isn't that shitty? So
0: so the game, minus the VR content, will be out on PC?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and presumably other platforms because the other, you know, platforms have seen other things. I don't know. I don't remember if they said Resident Evil 7 is going to be an exclusive or not. Probably because that's just kind of how Sony's been doing with everything lately. But the VR part part of it, it can't play the VR part of it. If it does come out on PC, even if it's a pretty quick port, can't play the VR stuff on, on PC for a year.
0: Well, I can't say I'm. I can't say I'm super surprised. Sony is betting yeah. heavily behind the, the the PlayStation VR, so I'm sure that uh, sure that, that was maybe that will be money well spent for them because I'm sure they. I'm sure there was some compensation there. But you know, I'm curious you never know. to
1: see how it goes once it comes out. But people are saying it has tracking problems, like head tracking problems. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: I was I was this close to pre-ordering it back when you were able when we were able, but I decided like especially with you know. Um, the Players Club on Facebook, uh, a group that we're all in, um, said said this recently. And they said that um, PlayStation VR, because they wanted to know how well it worked with the of the playstation 4 consoles and that's basically mm-hmm. where i'm at it's like yeah. you know i'm not i'm not looking to upgrade my playstation 4 to like you know the better version anytime soon and so especially if it doesn't really work if it works but not really super well with the old version then yeah i'm you know yeah. i'll just i'll just hold off until yeah, a lot, a lot of
1: moving parts in the world of console hardware coming up <laughs> in the next year so we'll see but we digress and move
0: on with our regularly scheduled format. Um, so, John, you mentioned that um, despite your, um, your, your, your interior home renovations, you did manage to get some video gaming in.
1: Yes, I did. So um, I have a tendency when I'm playing something that's a little bit on the long end to have, like, a palate cleanser. Like, I'll play something that's long, and then when I am fucking just need to take a break from that, I'll play something that is short and just competitive multiplayer, and that's kind of it. I started the week playing some more um, Arkham Knight because even though I finished all the Riddler challenges, I started New Game Plus and I've been doing AR challenges. But I kind of stopped at the beginning of the week because last week I mentioned kind of getting – starting to get sucked – finally get getting sucked into The Witcher 3. Fuck, man. I'm still playing it. Like not only am I still playing it, but I am – I when I looked at my save file yesterday, I'm at like 48 hours and change and – I am. I looked at a an FAQ to see approximately where in the quest line I was. I'm like I'm not even a third of the way done with the like the main quest line. Cause I I mean I've stopped to do a bunch of side shit and a bunch of other things. But fuck man, like I'm gonna be playing this for a while and I'm enjoying it a lot. And Megan likes watching me play it. She likes that sort of Elder Scrolls, you know, like Bethesda, BioWare. You know, CD project red style of like storytelling and narrative back and forth with dialogue selections and choices um, you know for anybody that has played the campaign through it just so you know where I'm at I am um, on the this tail end of finding both uh, dandelion and horse son jr um, which I'm sure means nothing to you guys but um, that that's kind of where I'm at with these those are sort of main campaign portions of it Um the, like, crones of crookback bog stuff, though, was fucking amazing. It's really, really crazy writing. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I played a small amount of Battlefield Hardline just to kind of, like I said, cleanse my palate. I want to go play some Overwatch, but I've, they've been getting on my nerves with some of the shit that they've been doing in it lately. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh I think that's it. I think that's all. I had time to play, but I mean, like when I like it, normally, I have like ten things I played for forty five minutes. No, I just played Witcher for ten hours. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: instead, so um, that that's been kind of it, and a small amount of Mass Effect too, because Megan and I are slowly paying, playing through the Mass Effect games. Um, that reminds me, I forgot to mention entirely last week on the episode that I actually did enter okay. the Explorers Wanted contest for Mass Effect Andromeda. I recorded dialogue and sent it to Bioware. For that contest oh
0: yeah i don't think we talked about that on the show at all we so for for those who, who don't know what you're talking about
1: yeah um bioware bioware opened up a really neat contest for mass effect andromeda where um you would print out two scripts of dialogue for various characters of different styles and um they they let you pick one or the other you record the dialogue it's like less than a minute's worth of dialogue when it's recorded and then you send it to them. If they pick you, then they fly you out to L.A. and let you voice a character—not necessarily the one you recorded for—and um, you get to be in the game, which means you officially have a, a credit that you could use as a resume builder for a fucking voiceover work, I guess, if you wanted to. Um, probably an IMDb credit as well, I would imagine. Um, but um, so I recorded, I did it, you know, and I, I mailed it out for anybody that might be following that did it or knows what I'm talking about. I recorded the voiceover for um, they had this like young plucky kind of documentarian that was asking uh, somebody from Andromeda questions about being out there and political questions and stuff. And uh, so I felt more comfortable doing that than tough mercenary because every time I tried to do tough mercenary, I was like, Hey, you know, I just couldn't <laughs> fucking, you know, I, I can't take myself seriously when I'm trying to be overly tough because I'm so fucking friendly and shit all the time. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of it. You know, that was, that was everything I played this week and did last week. For anybody that cares okay. to hear the audition that I sent them, I actually did put it up on uh, my Twitter. So you can actually go and listen to it. It's bizarre. I don't have any frame of reference for whether it's any good because I've never done professional voiceover work. So that's that. Well, all, all right. right.
0: Goat, how about you? Did you manage to get any gaming in this week?
2: Yeah, a little bit. We're doing um, a lot of Rocket League a of Mortal Kombat, a lot of NHL. When, when my Xbox lets us, um, mm. I, I found out that you. Uh, it's hard to be mobile and console game anymore because it always needs updates. It always says it needs to be connected to the internet.
1: which it sucks, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is annoying at best, especially when there's a go-offline mode, and it does nothing. So I've been fighting that. There's very few games I can play out here because of that. So, so like these are yep. games
0: you already had on your Xbox, and now mm-hmm. like it, it's giving you a hard time about playing them.
2: Yeah, it'll be like uh, you need an internet connection to update, or like why? <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and you can't just you can't you can't just like not do the update.
2: No, you put it on go offline, and it just does, it just shuts out in the whole game. It's like oh yeah, you're really? offline. You need an internet connection. Yeah,
0: like we've huh, become wow, that,
2: that's crazy that attached to the internet.
0: I know that. I know that for like like live titles and other uh, other things that you purchase digitally, whether it be a download you know any kind of downloadable title, I know that they they say that the console needs to like like every so often, so it may just mm-hmm. be a matter that you've been offline for so long, it just needs to like do that quick like recheck to make sure that you know you still have the right to play this game or whatever. Um,
2: yeah, it's, it's like every two days Oh I don't think it's going to be that often, that stinks, yeah, yeah, that's too much. It's annoying. It's really yeah, annoying no, that sounds like it. <clears throat> that as a society we become that attached to the internet that you can't even, like, I don't know, go out and do stuff in the world without having an internet connection.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um,
2: so we're fighting through it.
0: Okay. So, uh, anything else?
2: Other than that, yeah, I've been playing a lot of my uh, animation domination or whatever it is card game. I don't know why. Just, do, just do you like it? it
1: because I have had a few people in including our uh oftentimes listener and friend uh Dustin Falconer here um, actually recommended to me earlier this week that I download it and play it. I just haven't I haven't had a chance to get to it, you know, uh, because I've been That's fine. I, I mean, it's I mean,
2: it's pretty thin.
1: <laughs> the
2: right. other guy with better cards, combined cards. I mean, there's not much to it.
1: So cool.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. Well, sounds sounds like your
0: typical card game for the most part. Yeah. yeah, It's great. For um, yeah. So. All right. Well, um, then uh, unless you had anything else goat, um, I, uh, I have a, an equally short list as well, just because of how busy I've been. Um, I've spent some more time with recore. Um, I'll say that uh, my, my enjoyment factor of the game is going up from, from where I started. I'll say oh, that that's much. That's good. Uh, the, um, you know, the, the complaints that I had about the game initially in terms of just the, the, uh, the, I don't, uh, the, the way that the story is being conveyed to me and just like a smattering of like voice of God, like voiceovers just kind of, <laughs> like, you know, he, like every, every like 15 minutes, just like give like one or two more lines about like what's going on and like the world and everything. Um, I, I it's still not my preference. I still feel like I wish I knew more about what was happening at, at, at where I am in the game. But, um, gone through a couple dungeons now and um one of them is like like a challenge dungeon where basically so you you have to it, it, the game's a platformer right and so there's you have to get through like this very like very long kirby dungeon and like very precisely jumping on platforms and so the the first challenge is to just get through it just in general the second one is to get through it in like a certain amount of time the third is to um uh there's ten like random targets hidden on your route as you go, and so then you know the, the 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 next objective is to shoot all those targets, and then the fourth is that there's one like hidden yellow key somewhere, and then um then there's a special treasure at the end which uh, ended up being a um a very high level um, head modification for um uh my robot dog's name whose name I cannot cannot remember right now, um but um but yeah that was uh that was. Entertainingly challenging, you know, it's like it wasn't at the point where it was like it was just difficult enough where I knew that the reason that I hadn't gotten through it is just because I hadn't done it right. I wasn't mad at the game for it being hard. You know what I mean? Like there's things where they're like they're hard to get through because the game is just like like. You know like the targeting is bad or the hit detection is bad or it's just glitchy about you like falling off platforms and things like that like i didn't have any technical problems with 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 this challenge and like getting through and having to because you have to to get that treasure you can't just like do one objective on one pass and then the next objective on the next pass you have to do everything all in one pass and so it, it was very challenging but um i i i enjoy a good challenge like that and so i um i i, I had a good time with that so that me a, you know, I, one of the comments that people have given about Recore that I've seen is that they um, is about the platforming aspect is that they have a hard time understanding, like, like being able to tell what you can jump on and what you can't, kind of a thing. And I personally, as it turns out, have not really had that problem. Especially as I'm getting through this level, I actually found the platforming to be pretty accurate. I mean, there was, um, you know, if I if I had to, you know, for this kind of a section, it would be that the camera I, th- I think could have could have aided me a little bit more like, you know, when I, when I'm making a long jump, like, you know, the camera kind of like tilting up just to kind of like have me look down to see where I'm going to land a little bit more, but babysitting that the game doesn't really need to do. I, I managed, you know, after, you know, doing it enough, I managed to figure out how to do it on my own. So it's fine. So, um, um, there's, so, so yeah, there's, there's, there's still things I definitely don't like about the game, but there are other things where, um, those things in, in terms of my grand overall enjoyment of it so um so i'm yeah, gonna keep gonna keep plugging away at that it'll probably be at this rate after cider fest until i finish it even with how short of a game it is just because that's how things are going to be but yeah that's uh, i mean that, that's really been about it for me i think what
1: you're going to see in the next three weeks is that um, the closer the cider fest that charlie gets you're going to start seeing his beard fall out in clumps from stress. God, I hope not. And like this, this crazy thing happens whenever, whenever Charlie, and we we all message each other on Hangouts during the week, you know, to coordinate things and talk. And so what happens is it's strange. Whenever Charlie starts getting really close to like, like Showtime, like every time he puts a post into Hangouts, it it makes the the screen of your phone sweat because you can tell <laughs> that he's just fucking like. First, I thought it was just condensation that maybe it was just moist in here. No, that's Charlie's flop sweat coming through the phone because he's running out of time. <laughs> that's what that is.
0: Uh, I I did not know that Android had that feature. Uh, I apologize, John. <laughs> uh, as the secret CEO of
1: Google, I would like to uh, say that you should fucking know. He knows. Don't let him fool you. He knows.
0: <laughs> I may or may not have requested it. Um, but yeah, yeah no. The so
1: <laughs> the flop sweat. That's what it is. He's circumventing. All right. So anyways, that's, um,
0: that's what we did this last week in video gaming. Let's find out what the industry did this last week in video gaming. John, what do we have for news this week?
1: Ah, mixed bag. A little bit of a slow news week in one regard, but a lot of Oculus news this week. So there's a bunch of Oculus news, and all I'm is a little bit of a different setup for news this week, so that everybody understands how I did this. Um, number three on the list is going to be in uh, an Oculus breakdown, kind of a rapid fire of of Oculus news. But uh, let's go ahead and start off with number five this week. I found the timing of this to be poetic and hilarious at the same time. Not just a week ago, we were discussing, um, you know crazy, kooky, um, you know, video game conspiracy theories. And one of the things we talked about was a game called Polybius. If you guys remember what this game was, it was that crazy arcade title that supposedly the CIA developed that made people have headaches and, you know, fucked with your head. Um, well, as it turns out, one particular uh, developer, Jeff Minter, the man behind Space Draft, TXK, and Goat Up. I want to know what Goat Up is, by the way. Um, is reimagining uh, the classic arcade game Polybius as a PlayStation VR exclusive. If you don't remember oblivious, you're not alone. We talked about this last week. Uh, not many people actually played it, but everyone seems to know someone who knows someone who's played it. Word on the street was that it caused seizures, amnesia, or government agents show up as, and recruit, uh, it's best players for some kind of top secret last star esque national security initiative. Uh, if this sounds far fetched, it's because it is, um, So, as it turns out, Mentor is doing his best to keep the legend alive. In his PlayStation blog post about his Polybius reboot, he describes the lengthy tale of how he was once invited to a Spielbergian warehouse where he was shown a mysterious arcade cabinet. According to Mentor, the game was incredibly enjoyable, but it came with the unfortunate side effect of causing temporary amnesia and anxiety he can only recall bits and pieces of it that slowly came back to him little by little but he's confident that he's been in a euphoric uh, he it had been a euphoric experience and one he wished to replicate without causing psychological harm and sending people into an existential crisis saying uh, some of the techniques used by the game obviously worked well as the sense of enlightenment and euphoria attested if only something could be implemented that could recreate those effects without causing deep-seated, floating anxiety and temporary amnesia. Trying to recall precise details was as slippery as trying to trawl up details from a vanished dream. But I was able to form some concrete... Oh my god, man down, medic. Never mind. My, see, this is happens you reorganize your house and shit just starts fucking crashing down around you. This is my life, guys. Um, the overriding thing was a tremendous sense of speed rushing through geometric structures impression that i was surrounded by bright structures and pulsating light particles that sleeted through my very brain it felt like um so this gentleman is uh this gentleman's making kind of taking the seems to be supposedly the legend in lore of Polybius and turning it into a playstation vr title which seemed um sort of somewhere between humorous and ironic to me um so uh what what uh what do you guys what do you guys think about that any interest in playing I mean, I'm
0: sure. I mean, you know, especially <laughs> considering the urban legends that that uh, that are surrounding this title, I'm definitely interested in checking it out. I don't know what mm-hmm. to think about it, but um, sure, I'm interested in checking it out. Yeah.
1: Excellent, excellent. Um, Goat. What about you?
2: Did you just say Polybius VR. Yeah,
1: that's it. He's yeah. this is a guy doing a his take on Polybius VR. He insists that he got to play the original, and he's doing his take on it.
2: Sure. Whatever. Whatever makes you feel better, I'll play Whatever, it. Whatever, man. Video games are video games. Sure, I'll Exactly. Play.
1: Only in America would people play, uh, pay money to play um, a game that might make you poop your pants and forget who, how you pooped your pants. If you only
2: play it in <laughs> life every day, why not take it home?
1: <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, moving on to number four for the week. Charlie will be absolutely fucking elated. Uh, Ubisoft confirms that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is finally actually in development. Oh, it's Elwood. they're confirming it's in development
0: so it's going to be like still two years before it comes out <laughs>
1: so um, anybody who knows Beyond Good and Evil knows Double. that there's a fucking um, you know it's it's one of those titles that has the, the honor I guess if you want to call it that of sitting on the shelf of uh, development hell for forever the second one was announced a while ago and then just eva- evaporated they showed some you know rough early gameplay footage and it fell apart and I guess it just didn't come to be um, so more than eight years after first being teased to fans and then more recently in a series of additional teases, Ubisoft and lead designer uh, Michel Ancel have confirmed that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is now in development. Uh, a post on the original game's Facebook page revealed this morning that Ubisoft Montpellier Mont- P- uh, is at work with Ancel on the project, putting an end to ambiguous hints about the developer's current collaboration with Ubisoft. Um, beyond, beyond the confirmation itself, there are no new details about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Attached to the post is concept art that Ancel recently posted to his Instagram, which uh, beget a spat of uh, similar pre-production shots and other hints that the sequel to the beloved stealth action title was finally on its way. Earlier this week, Ancel wrote on Instagram that the game was, quote, in pre-production, stay tuned. Yet Ubisoft remained coy about the title, retweeting the designer's social media post with winking emojis and refusing to offer concrete details about Ancel's project at the company. Uh, When reached for comment this week following Ancel's pre-production note, uh, Ubisoft Polygon, whom originally published this article, um, said that the artwork was simply, quote, for the game he's working on at Ubisoft. uh, We don't have anything further to share at this stage. Um, This is good news. This is good news. Whenever there's one of these games that ends up finding its way into, like, the development hell saga, you know i'm always rooting for it to come out just to see if it's worth the fucking wait because usually it's not (laughs) um and and their first one was a games with gold game i think last month wasn't it or was it the month before it was uh, a couple months ago Yeah. yeah yeah so anybody who may have snagged that you know go go play that and refresh yourself because you got something coming down the pipeline soon are you excited about this charlie
0: I mean, yeah, absolutely. I loved, absolutely loved the, uh, the original game. It, um, it, I mean, it was, it was original. It had, you know, just a lot of things going on with it that you just didn't really see in other games at that time. I mean, for its time, it looked great. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, excited. I, I guess I sh- I should say to be specific, I'm excited at the potential, but I mean, like it's. You know, I just, I just hope it doesn't turn into like a Duke Nukem. You know, it's just like, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it, it gets tossed around and kicked around so many times that by the time it eventually comes out, it's just garbage. You know, I mean, I hope that doesn't end up being the case. So I'm, I'm definitely excited that the potential. We'll have to see how the reality works out.
1: I have to say that I'm absolutely thrilled that I only paid like three dollars for Duke Nukem anything for it <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean to, to meaning, meaning i don't fair, own it i paid three dollars <laughs> too much for it but i did pay three dollars for it goat um how How about you man
2: what with are this you excited whole for Beyond Beyond Good too yeah <clears throat> oh i think it's kind of convenient that last Guardian's finally coming out so we have to get the next one off the shelf <laughs> and put it put it in the kitty here for somebody to have hope about you know that's true
1: i guess technically really <clears throat> when you think about it like that's that's been the hot hot button cooker for a while Mm-hmm. that and final fantasy 15 and those are both imminent you
2: yeah. know, so we just got to uh, pull yeah, two more off the shelf and wait another 15 years and yeah, we'll uh, we'll have them
1: we're kind of starting to run out of like old legends like that 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 aren't mm-hmm. aren't being developed they're all starting well, to
2: well half life 3 will will live on forever
1: half life 3 left for dead 3 and, and portal mm-hmm. 3 fuck my life just mm-hmm. make it happen valve everybody <laughs> <Yes>. everybody <laughs> will just everybody will just airlift you their money they won't care Make them all come out on the same day and watch as everybody's head explode and Skittle shoots out everywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, but what we got, we can wait it out. We can do, what, 20, what, 23? <laughs> next three we got coming up. Yes. <laughs> yes, I believe. Three, three all the half, or all the uh, Valve 3s come out on the same day.
1: I don't want to wait till fucking 2023. Have you lost your mind? Have you lost yes, your goat mind? <laughs> you've waited
2: how long for Final Fantasy fifteen and Last Guardian? I mean, what's the difference?
1: Hmm enough to have one and almost a half kids. So <laughs> those are your
2: uh, damning choices.
1: Yeah. Dear, dear, <laughs> that dear, sweet little boy. Um, moving on to number three for the week. So this is, uh, this is going to be our little Oculus mini breakdown of just some of the events and information that came out about the Oculus Rift, um, this week. So, um, probably the most talked about thing. You said, a murmur, 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 um, you know, at, during the, during the show, um, this particular event was the Connect to Developer Conference um, You know, earlier this week. Um, it, during their keynote presentation, everybody who follows anything having to do with the Oculus knows that Palmer Luckey is usually the face of the Oculus Rift and as such is usually widely involved in giving those keynote presentations. He was not even at the show. Not only was he not allowed to give the keynote presentation, he was not allowed to step foot at the show. And Facebook largely kind of took took the reins and took hold of the event in a way that they typically haven't, because even though um, Oculus Rift is a Facebook owned property now, they have still kind of largely stayed very hands off and let that brand just kind of push itself forward. Well, as uh, VR is becoming more prominent and as it's becoming more accepted, Facebook is trying to put their brand on it a little bit more than they had. And in doing that, they didn't let Palmer Lucky come out. But the reason they don't let Palmer, Palmer Lucky come out is because, as anybody who may know, earlier this year, Palmer Lucky said and did a few things that maybe make him seem like he is a Donald Trump supporter. And before I say anything else, Game of Herder Radio is not a political show. We're not here to discuss politics. I'm not interested in talking about politics, but I'm just giving you the scoop on why Palmer Lucky was not allowed to attend. Apparently, he offended some people. Um, you know, earlier this year, which I remember talking about, but ultimately didn't run that story when it first aired because we don't want to talk about politics on the fucking show. Uh, And then also apparently spent quite a a lot of money uh, funding political memes um, that were Trump-friendly, and uh, I guess Facebook doesn't want, you know, the advancements and kind of growth of the rift to be marred by anything political. I don't know that they necessarily said you're not welcome here because – you're a Trump supporter. I think they were kind of just saying like, we don't want anybody's fucking politics to smear anything that we're doing. So just stay away and let us run it so that it doesn't get tainted or people don't get mad. Cause a lot of people were very mad at Palmer lucky who are not supporters of um, Donald Trump. So um, I think they just wanted to keep it a neutral event. So that was the first kind of bit of information that kind of came out of the event. The next bit of information that came out, which everybody was pleased to hear, and also kind of expecting was that now that VR is coming to the end of the close of its first year on a commercial market um, you know, they announced that there's going to be a new set of minimum specifications to run um, the Rift itself, um, which is going to be an entry level $499 PC, which is a lot less intimidating than the 12 to $1,500 PC that would have been required to run, uh, you know, the first version of the commercial release. Um, So uh, at Oculus Connect earlier this week, CEO Brendan Ereby announced a new lower minimum hardware spec for Oculus Rift. The new specs, thanks to technology called asynchronous space warp, allowing systems to deliver a stable 45 frames per second while the ASW technology effectively doubles that and fills in the gaps. That means smooth VR running on cheaper hardware. And so these are the minimum system requirements now. An NVIDIA uh, 960 or greater um intel uh, i3 6100 uh amd fx 4350 or greater 8 gigabytes plus uh plus of ram so i mean that's like that's the bare minimum and i you know they're going to tell you to have more than that compatible hdmi 1.3 video output uh one time usb 3.0 two times U- usb 2.0 um which was a change from uh you know two usb 3.0 ports uh windows 8 or newer windows 8 um you know, so the, there. Here it is. You know, you can you can play for cheaper if you haven't purchased yet. Then you don't. You still going to have the looming price of a five hundred ninety nine dollars Oculus Rift unit. Um, but the PC is lowered in terms of specs. So if you don't own a PC strong enough to run it, you can get one now, I guess. You know, maybe because the next chunk of news that came out was both exciting and horrifying. for everybody involved. They finally announced that they're going to be a a release date for the Oculus touch controllers, um, which we've talked about quite a bit, um, you know, and they've been testing and showing off for the last year. Um, Pre-orders are going to open on October 10th for them um, online and at physical retailers. They're going to go on sale December 6th. So anybody who pre-orders them gets two free games, VR sports and the unspoken. Um, Now that's, that's super awesome. um, But they're $200. Two hundred dollars for the hand controllers. Why? Is a really fucking expensive, man. Really. Okay, expensive. so I have a
0: question. I yeah. I I I, would, I did not have the opportunity to pay attention to any of this news this week, but I know that one of the things that I I, I think I swear I read recently or heard recently was that. Um, like you know how the Vive has the room tracking technology that the Oculus doesn't have. I heard that they were going to be adding that to the Oculus. Now is that, is, is there maybe like an additional sensor or something that comes along with the controllers? There is, there is, you
1: have to have a third, you have to have a third sensor for the controllers because these do actually, um, you know, there was a tweet that was put out by Roger Chang, um, who's part of the Oculus team that says the Oculus touch controller will support room scale movement, but requires an extra third sensor. So that that is the case. I mean, th- to be clear, these are not just normal controllers. These do actually have you know room sensing capabilities in them. So that's part of that's probably why they're so pricey. But fuck, that's expensive. I mean, really, you're 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 knocking the price down on the PC, but the controllers are putting a couple hundred back, bucks back onto that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the controllers so, aren't required. You, you know, there may be games that require them, but not required for the Oculus Rift experiences in general. So there's that. No, of course, but let's um, be,
1: let's be frank. Who doesn't want fucking hands in their game? No, who doesn't, I mean, who don't, doesn't, don't, yeah, don't, maybe, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know? Like
0: if I was considering Oculus Rift, they would absolutely be part of my consideration. I, I, I don't think I, mean, I would really, without them.
1: What it does is it makes the Vive to me look like a more um, attractive product because the controllers are packed in, and it's it's an eight hundred. Oh, is more oh, expensive 800, too. Right? Eight hundred dollars. Well, it's more expensive, but the cost of the controllers is built into that price when you break it down like this. When you've got a, a five hundred, that flattens like, oh, the difference out, right? It really kind of does. Yeah, I mean, to me, if if I have to pick between a Rift and a Vive now, now that I know that I want controllers and the controllers are packed okay. in already, you know, I might I might go with a Vive, man. So I don't know. Oh. We'll see. What do you think, Goat?
2: I feel like you two are talking about meeting at the yacht club to figure out who's BMW's faster, but um, <laughs> 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 that would be this fun is, if I had a car. Aww. this is this is elitist gaming still. Like, I mean, a couple grand for these people is not a big deal. It's not for the average user yet. Give it another 3 or 4 years before it comes down out of the clouds and has a chance to even become affordable
0: yeah i mean don't don't get me wrong i'm I, when i'm when i'm saying these things i'm saying them 100% hypothetically yeah. like there is nowhere near room in my budget to afford an oculus rift and pair of controllers or so i'm i'm just i'm just i'm just spitballing here
1: yeah like, not yeah, to mention yeah. games too yeah i mean like you got to think yeah. about you got to build a library of just, games on top yeah of it
2: just, that, just so. sounds like two dudes on the golf course crying about you know <laughs> like oh no, it sounds 2011? like two dudes
1: sitting in, sit, no, no no no
0: it sounds like two dudes <laughs> drinking beer in the parking lot of the golf course talking about how they wish they could play golf <laughs> is what oh, it sounds
2: so the, like hey, there you go. oh oh really nice. so the, so the caddies the caddies like that's man one like. of these days <laughs> I'm going to play that's this course
1: where we're, we're uh, exactly that's right <laughs> yeah vr vr um, beer
2: caddies Four more tips man I'm going to get one round in this bitch
1: there you go there's our there's our fucking there's our show title manual samuel and the vr beer caddies <laughs> 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 oh god!
2: But I think I think I think Oculus and these guys know what they're dealing with, and that's why they're throwing these numbers out. On top of the fact that it's brand new technology, and nobody knows what the price should be or can be, so why not go high and see who bites, and then slowly bring it down as needed? I think that's where we're at with it.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, either way, it's. I think this first year was kind of important, but it seems like a lot of people. Are still investing their money in in the growth of the VR market, so I don't think it's going to go away. I think if it didn't if it didn't collapse into dust after this first year, I think that was a huge step. And year two is going to be very telling because of things like this. And now they've got proper controllers coming out, and it's they're now competitive. I mean, in a lot of it I think is going to depend on what the PlayStation VR does. I I mean, if you didn't pre-order one, you you kind of can't get one now. So I mean, the first wave of them yeah. was sold out. It's going to be some measure of success. And honestly, even though uh, Batman, um, like the, the Batman VR experience, the Arkham VR experience, mm-hmm. everyone's saying it's just a little over an hour of playtime, but everybody's saying it's fucking awesome. Like, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it doesn't have a tremendous amount of replay value, but it's also not insanely expensive either. So um, I'm, I'm all about that, man. I don't know. I hope it all takes off. We've been touting and tooting the VR horn for a year and a half now, and I hope it does well still. Okay, um, unless you guys have anything else to add to that. Uh, moving on to number two. Um, real, quick, real quick, what yeah.
0: I will just say is that I completely support their um, – their, if, 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 the, if the reports on why Palmer Lucky wasn't at the conference, I, I, I completely support their, uh, their decisions to have him kind of just like, you know, stay on the sidelines. You know, it's, it's especially with the way – again, like John said, not getting, not getting into political opinions here, but just in general. Mhm it's especially this election like it's just it's way too hot button of an issue to support either of the two primary candidates if you if you know if, if anybody in like in any sort of like public eye voices and uh, voices a preference or that they intend to vote for or whatever that they support any one of the two candidates they're going to piss off a lot of people and like unless you're a political company Facebook is not a, you know, it's, you know, or at least they should not be a political political company and especially Oculus should not be a political company. It makes a lot of sense that if somebody made clear that they are, you know, that they, that they lean towards one direction or the other from a business sense for them to say, you know what, you've, you've made yourself too much of a target. You've, you've, you've ruffled too many feathers. We're just going to have pull you back and have you just sit down until this whole election nonsense is, 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 is ironed out. Mm-hmm. So I get that personally. Um, yeah. What that's the that's only thing I wanted
1: to say. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. All right, scooting on to number two for the week. Um, Microsoft and Universal Pictures put out a press release this week confirming that there is a Gears of War movie coming out.
2: Well, of course there is.
1: Film that... If it, that was some verbal diarrhea right there. Did you just
2: say, did you just say film that fat?
1: No, no, I didn't say anything. What I said was just a mouthful of shit. The film adaptation of Gears of War has been a longstanding rumor for several years now. The project was first announced in 2007 has since been in Delayville alongside the now defunct Halo and Bioshock film franchises. Um, but at long last, it appears that fans will finally see it happen. Now it's just a question of when. During the Xbox Gears of War 4 live stream earlier this week, Rod Ferguson, studio head of the developer at the Coalition, announced that yes, the movie is finally going to happen. What's more, Microsoft has a studio partner to help make it happen. Universal Pictures. Larry Major Nelson Herb's tweet confirming the announcement can be found online as well. Um, And in the press release following the announcement, producers on the project were uh, announced said uh, Scott Stuber from the TED series and and Central Intelligence and Dylan Clark from Planet of the Apes and series Oblivion will produce for their Universal-based Bluegrass Films. In addition, Executive Vice President of Production John Monet will oversee the project for Universal and Senior Vice President Jay Ireland will oversee uh, for Bluegrass. Of course, the project is still in its planning phase, so no stars, director, or release date has been announced yet, but still in the step in the right direction, and hopefully we'll see some more information surface soon. Um, what do you think the odds are that this movie will find its way to the screen? This version of it, anyways, this first launch. I'm certain that every, almost every video game Really good video game story we know will find its way to screen probably numerous times before they get it right. Much like comic books were back in the 70s and 80s, comic book movies were fucking terrible and then they finally nailed it. I think video games will have the same kind of life where they'll fuck it up a lot until they get it right. And then once somebody nails it right, then it'll just become, oh, let's just make video game movies. Do you think this version of it will find its way to screen or do you think it's just going to end up fading out like the rest
2: well, that depends on how well Gears of Four, or Gears of War Four, whatever they're calling it, uh, sells. <laughs> they will pump it out as fast as they can to boost the video, the game sales. It'll be crap, but it'll be an add-on <laughs> marketing thing. But if Gears of Four does well, then well, you <laughs> might never see it. I'm
1: calling it Gears of Four because it actually makes fucking sense, and I'm shocked they didn't <laughs> call it Gears of Four.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I I, I, I get. It. Somehow I've trained myself to just say that, and I don't know why, but it works. Yeah,
1: yeah it's funny. Charlie, what about you? I,
0: I kind of, I don't know. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> out,
0: of, out of all the video game properties that could be turned into movies, I definitely don't think this is the right one to be, to be, for people to be focusing on. Not only are the, I mean, like, you're not going to be able to get it to look like because you know the uh, uh, you know because everybody human in the movies
1: don't have legs like tree trunks. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, so I mean, as, as, aside from aside from the near impossibility of replicating the visual style of the game in movie form, I mean, they're just better games that I think could be should be made into movies. Personally, I mean, we we've we've had this conversation on the show multiple times. I think like to see as movies and Gears of War has never entered my mind as being one of the top ten. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I think I think goats right. I think it depending on how well Gears of War 4 does will will play will will either re, will reassure or scare away investors, you know. And so um uh Matt, but I don't know. I I kind of don't care to be honest.
2: He's just waiting for Boogie Bunnies to be of a movie.
1: It's the hell's game. I can't stand that game.
2: <laughs> That's what they all say. They all say no, Michelle doesn't say that. Michelle loves that game.
1: I can't stand <laughs> it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh. Uh, but, anyways,
1: well, having said that, then um, let's go ahead and move on to number one for the week. I, like it it I, I like. am, you guys know me to not be a uh, spiteful or vengeful man, um, but I do love a little bit of fucking justice and uh, it seems like some's being doled out this week. Uh, Infamous Lizard Squad attacks on Sony and Microsoft lead to federal charges. Good. American teen arrested last month appeared before a judge in Chicago. Uh, Two teenagers have been charged with cyber crimes related to the 2014 holiday attacks that brought down the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live. Those DDoS attacks knocked millions of customers off rendering the gaming networks useless and costing Sony and Microsoft both money and goodwill with fans. Zachary uh, Bukta of Falston, Maryland, and Bradley Jan Willem Van Rui. Jesus, that's a name. Let me say that again. Bradley <laughs> – oh, it's, I think that might be um, in Nordic maybe. Bradley Jan William Van Rui of Leiden, the Netherlands, were charged by U.S. attorney in federal court for conspiring to cause damage to protected computers. Bukta was arrested last month in order to appear Wednesday before a judge in Chicago. In addition to the charges, the Department of Justice also seized four domain names, including (laughs) LizardSquad.org. A press release (laughs) issued October 5th stated that the U.S. authorities were initially prompted to investigate Lizard Squad because of four-pay harassment service. Spoofed telephone numbers were used to conduct automated, sustained campaigns. One victim allegedly received a phone call every, uh, every hour for 30 days laden with graphic violent threats. It was the success of their harassment service and DOJ alleges that prompted Bukta, Van Rui, and other members of Lizard Squad to organize the DDoS attacks that brought down the world's largest gaming network during their busiest season. Last year, additional arrests related to Lizard Squad were made in the UK, which I think we talked about on the show. Uh, 2014 attacks against Microsoft and Sony were novel in that they leveraged a massive botnet of home routers. Lizard Squad is alleged to have sent huge amounts of data towards specific IP addresses, overloading servers, and blocking out legitimate traffic. The strategy may have been the uh, precursor to last month's historic attack on digitally uh, digital security news site, um, KrebsonSecurity.com. Um, hosting provider Akami says it may have been the largest DDoS attack ever. Journalist Brian Krebs said it was likely a result of the botnet fashioned from thousands, many thousands of unprotected Internet of Things devices, such as home security cameras. Um, fucking good, good. Yeah, please I'm glad and thank these you. These little bastards are being fucking prosecuted for this because honestly, until, until a standard is set, and I'm not a you got to make an example out of people guy, but until a fucking standard is set for people who do these really stupid, shitty, shallow, trite, callous things, um, then people are going to keep doing it, and it's more than more of a mild annoyance than it is anything else. But it's still not fucking right. Yeah.
0: You know. Uh. Yeah. No. Agreed. This is um. I'm. Uh, this is. This is a, it's a, It was a good day that this happened.
1: It was a good day. How do you feel about this, Goatly? Eh, hey, Whatever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that that is what we call goats. Oh. Not goats. Not actually on the show. We just have like we have a a goat soundboard a that he <laughs> says on the show like eh whatever and ah fuck it and we Funny. just hit the buttons.
2: But this stuff though, it's just like you know, great. They're down in certain next. Idiots group to go through like there's there's always going to be a moron behind the moron who got caught yeah. yeah
0: well it's not necessarily about like catching every single member it's about catching enough to send a message to scare people into just not doing it anymore
2: well shoot yeah. him. shoot him in the public Square <laughs> that uh, if you see your buddy's brain sprayed over the concrete you may not want to do what he did
1: I don't know if DDoS attacks are our, our brain spray territory goat
2: oh there's go a lot I'm of things said, that are yeah. brain spray territory that need to be
1: Goat is also, apparently, uh, still lives in fucking colonial Civil War America.
2: <laughs> hey. Are you hey. time-traveling, hey, Goat? Hey, John. What's John. They had, they had a smaller uh, crime rate then because people died. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the they o- would say. "Sorry, Goat.
2: <laughs> Their repeat offender numbers were astounding. They were zero.
1: <laughs> I know. So many DDoS attacks during the colonial wars.
2: Yeah, I mean that's where they started. Yeah, they just used coconuts instead of uh, computers.
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you trying to tell me that uh, Monty Python Holy Grail was not a real movie?
1: <laughs> um, I have some bad news. Well, oh, it was you. a real movie. Oh. It was just not
2: a documentary. Oh, I thought it was a doc. Damn, that Damn. explains why I failed history. womp. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> in- no. Um, I turned her into a newt. Anyways. Yes. Um, and killer rabbits we need more killer rabbits in the world m-
1: moving on um, <laughs> that's <laughs> that is that is our historically accurate <laughs> news roundup for the week <laughs> um, god we help us listen. um
0: so so yeah so um i mean th- that's just one of those news segments where you just don't know where to go
1: um <laughs> um, but it's not—it's not often that you stymie Charlie into being wordless, but you did it. There, 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 there's
0: just no segue it's to go to go from that into crunch time. But um, so yeah, so, there is.
2: You do the whole your uh, mother's a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. It's moving on.
1: There you go.
2: There's your there's your segue. It's not a segue. That's a just non sequitur. <laughs> there you go.
0: For this for this week's feature, what we wanna do is we wanted to um John John posted an article um um well an article came out I think this last week with um uh, with Amy Hennig, uh who if if you know her from anything, you know her from the Uncharted series, I think, um is is probably what she's best known for. That or the legacy um, of
1: Kane games if you're if you're old like us.
0: Oh sure, sure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, going going back a ways there, but um but yeah. Um and and she um, she made some comments in this article that came out, and I saw it on the the, on the link that John posted. I think it was to Game Game Biz Insider or something like that. I forget. I forget I, what the but URL this
1: was. this article, you know, I did not. I did. This is one of the rare instances where I did not fish up an article. You know, one time B Squad co host and friend Mr. Ricky Keller actually posted this to the Players Club, and it kind of sparked a a, a really cool. fascinating thing that we we ended up using it for the feature today, but man if this woman doesn't give a very candid kind of look inside of of what it's like to to work in gaming especially now you know some of the quotes that come from it and we we wanted to kind of break down the horrible crunch time that comes with video gaming and being a developer in video gaming
0: so so in case in case dear listener or viewer you're not familiar with this term basically um crunch time is that term just used in in conversation in regards to other things before, but uh, it has a very unfortunate real meaning when it comes to development, which is not limited to gaming development but um but uh, um, in uh, ba- basically any any sort of any sort of like product or feature or task i guess that has a hard due date um and uh, a lot of times especially with video games uh you'll you'll see this i've heard this term used sometimes also in movies that have like a lot of like digital effects and things like that same kind of a thing often Um, often um, referred
1: to in those industries as milestones throughout the course of development you have milestones those are your hard dates in in game development
0: yeah um but uh, but yeah so but what it basically comes down to is that um, the uh, just with the way things seem to end up for various reasons in these um in these in, in these industries and we'll focus on video games here of course because that's that's what we do um, is that you know you get you're getting close to you know your game needs to be done or at least as done as it's going to get to be able to shift off to be pressed to disc or you know to be put up in the online stores or whatever and. Development houses will go into modes that they that, that is known as crunch time, where basically these developers are charged with goals and deadlines of getting things done that basically makes it so that they have to... I mean, many people will just sleep, literally, just sleep in the office. Like yeah. these offices, you know they'll, the, you know they'll ha- they might have like cots and like showers and things like that, where literally people will not see their families for days or even like a week at a time.
1: Yeah, it's um, pretty gnarly, man. Very working, unrealistic goals. Yeah,
0: working like eighty plus hours in a week and things like that.
1: To give you guys a little bit of an idea of some of what what Amy Hennig said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a couple of quotes um, from from this article. It's it's a long article, so I'm not gonna dig through the whole thing, but just a couple of highlights. Um she talked about how people were were being forced to work to a point where it that people were getting sick. You know, she said uh seven-day work working schedule wasn't limited to people on him uh, Hennig's level. Um they were talking about how um there's people who never this is what she said. There are people who never go home and see their families. They have children who are grown up who are growing up without seeing them. I didn't have kids of my own, so I chose my career in a lot of ways, and I could be single-minded like that. When I was making sacrifices, did it affect my family? Yes, but it was primarily affecting me, and I could make that choice. But when I took a look at other people, I mean, health really declined, and I had to take care of myself because it was like it was bad, and there were people who you know, collapsed or had to go check themselves in somewhere when one of these games were done or they got divorced, and that's not okay, any of that. None of this is worth that. She said we need to get our act figured out as an industry, the problem is, is that the ante keeps getting up. It's an arms race that is unwinnable, and it's destroying people. Um, and she, she goes on to talk about her passion because she did. She was the writer and, and kind of creative mind behind the, the legacy of Kane games, starting with Soul Reaver and ending you know, with Defiance. And if you guys, anybody who listens to the show beyond a certain age, have not partaken in those games, they were games that pushed forward narrative storytelling in gaming at that time. They were games that really pushed the envelope of how to tell a good adult, more grown-up, more serious kind of story with a lot of thought. You know, So go check those out if you haven't, but she's awesome. Um, she did say this. Um, the trajectory of AAA console games is to be all things to everyone. However, at the same time... New distribution and pricing models have given so much rise to change and renewal that the world in which she works in is largely stuck with the same price point and the same drive for upping the ante. She said, when you go to pitch a game like this, it's like, well, it better have this many hours, and you better have this mode, and you better do this, or we could – you know what? We're going to make the best fucking six-hour game you've ever seen, and that's all it is, and could you please make that $40? She said, we're definitely at the point where something's got to give, and my hope was that the different means of distribution, the fact that everything wasn't bricks and mortar and in a box, it would be that, and that I think that in some quarters that's true – but I think Triple-A development is still stuck in a rut and the ante keeps getting up. She says, I mean, look at Uncharted 1, a 10-hour game, no other mo- modes, you can't make that game anymore because people demand so much for a $60 price point. And I think part of her point is is that game that game was a like a fucking 9.5 out of 10 when it came out. It was it pushed graphical standards forward people talked about how brilliant the story was and nobody complained that it didn't have a multiplayer component nobody complained that it didn't have extra modes or like loot boxes or whatever it was a fucking game you paid 60 bucks for it you loved it you played it i've played it probably 3 times but you can't make a game and just say i'm going to put a $60 10 to 12 hour campaign out and she goes on to say it either has to have dlc or it has to have some sort of thing like loot boxes or it has to have it has to be a sandbox game the only way you can make a game that doesn't have a multiplayer compa- component anymore is for it to be a sandbox game. You can't just make a 10 to 12 hour narrative anymore. And she kind of laments that. I mean, there's so much to this article. I could probably fucking talk for two hours on just this topic. But um, that's just to give you an idea of of how difficult um, it's been for her. Um, you know, and she talked about the development for Uncharted 3. She said that. They had two years to develop the game, and she said it was two two years after two projects that were a crunch. Um, She said, and it was the time when we were also trying to grow the studio and split it into two teams. She's talking about Naughty Dog and deal with all of the recruitment issues that went into that, try to figure out what to do in the face of success for a second game, and still only have two years with all those challenges. So she's talking about they did Uncharted, then they did Uncharted 2, and then when Uncharted 3 was announced and developed, they gave her two years. To, from, from concept to the shelf to make that game with her team. And, and she said that it was – she was working – she said a, an average of about 12 hours a day, seven days a week. She was putting in – she said in a, in a total work week, and it was not uncommon for her to put in an 80-hour work week, you know, um, where she would occasionally take a day off every once in a blue moon. But for the most part, she was working around the clock um, for two years straight at a time which is why she ultimately did not end up making Uncharted 4 she was supposed to but they replaced her with Neil Druckmann for a couple of reasons some of that was politics but the rest of it was that she was fucking fried you know after working on for basically the last almost 10 straight years on the Uncharted series you yeah. know could you imagine that so that's to give you guys listening at home an idea of what what a veteran a 20 year plus veteran with a really really great well respected you know gaming career has to say about how fucking hard it is to work in the gaming world. You know, what are yeah. your guys' thoughts on that?
0: And I, I think I think John, what you just said, I think, is the most important part of this conversation because we're not talking about. You know it's 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 one thing to hear this from the developers in the trenches, but it's it, it, it's it's unfortunately very easy for people to say, "Oh, he's just complaining about his job. He just he doesn't have it as easy as he wants." Blah 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 blah. This is not who we're talking about. We're talking about. Amy freaking Hennig here. Like, this is somebody who, like, we... I, I i am of the opinion that she has earned our, like, full respect and attention when it comes to when she says things like this. Yeah. This is not just her complaining that she doesn't have a 40-hour work week. You know, like, this is not somebody, clearly, who minds putting in the hard work and cares very deeply about what she makes and her team and just everything. You know, so, so I, I just... I, I think it's an extremely important to put that bookend on this conversation here because mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's one thing it, it's it's you know you we, we, you know you hear people talk about like lazy millennials and the idea that how how they don't want to work and they want everything handed to them for free and everything and just just because that's a conversation that's in the ether you know in, in 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 you know in these times like i don't want that thought process to bleed into what we're talking about here because this is not the same thing at all
1: yeah i mean and this is also a woman who's been doing this like forever, man. She started. She was yeah. actually hired as an artist for an Atari game called Electro Cop. And aside from Uncharted and the Legacy of cane game, she's actually responsible for the the Jack and Daxter games, too. So yeah. I mean, uh, amongst other things, but she's got a pretty storied history. So she's she knows what she's doing. Goat. How do you feel about all this stuff?
2: I mean, it's it's the age old thing of like what I do. Like all the fun dream jobs are twice as hard as. People perceive them to be, and that is true. That's true. And it's not for everyone. Like I think she's almost giving everybody like a, a take heat. You know, like people are like, oh, I want a tour. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. so, it I takes mean, a rip, special it, person. I think like, like a... Charlie would crush under tour. Love Charlie to death, but he would crush under tour. Hey, and I don't. I know. You know, and I, and I can't do cons. Thing to say, but okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're good at cons and stuff like that. And I know all the hard work you put into those. That would just kill me. <laughs> you know, it just certain it's not, jobs are not, not, not for
1: you. Go, yourself. yeah.
2: Certain jobs are for certain people, and I think she's just telling everybody, you know, hey, you want to become a game developer? It's not all sunshines, rainbows, and free video games. It's it's a life. If <laughs> it's a, it's a job that's going to take over your life, and it's one of those where if you want to have like the normal picket fences family, you probably should. Pick something different to do with your life.
1: I mean, and Ricky, when Ricky posted this article, he even said this is a fine example of why he got out of game development. Because Ricky is Ricky started out in game development, and and he works in app development now. But he he doesn't work in game development because it's a fucking cutthroat industry, and it's only getting yeah.
2: worse. You know. Um, well, I mean, look at the look at the list we put out that was put out this week. Like, they had to be made. You know, there's like 30 games that came out this week. I mean, granted, it's over for the Pittsburgh, but um, that people sell to make them. You know, that's, that's one day out of 52 weeks.
1: You know, I, I also think, too, that, I mean, this is, not, this is not a terribly new thing in gaming. It's just kind of getting worse because I remember, do you guys remember the earliest instance in which I could recall somebody complaining about this was there was a lawsuit against Electronic Arts about a decade ago. Because Electronic Arts was overworking people and they weren't paying them out on their bonuses. And so a ton of their staff actually ended up suing Electronic Arts for for these things, you know. And at the time, even if it was a a common practice in the industry, then nobody really talked about it. You know, Mm. Um, the inside access that people have to the guts of video game development are a fairly new thing you know outside of that industry they, and people just didn't talk about the goings on and what happened in gaming unless you worked in it everybody else just kind of you just fucking read you know EGM and you bought your games you didn't really care what happened you know otherwise so um you know it, it's it's changed a lot and i think yeah. it's it's getting worse i think this is just becoming it's, more of a
2: common well, thing. well it's not going to get better john it can yeah as yeah. video games get more popular the more supply the more demand the the more work, the sure, the longer hours. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's on a downhill slide. It's weird. The market is on an uphill slide because they're making more video games has become more prominent. But the work, like the workload and the and the actual like employment, is on a downward slide because yeah. there's more. There's not you know. There's too much work for not enough people. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, you can't hire fifty people for like two months. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's a weird world.
1: Yeah, that it is. Um,
0: I think that's a question. Like, it are are we sure that we can't be doing that? I mean, like, because I mean,
2: like, well, no, because your bottom line profits. <laughs> second,
0: I mean, if, let let's look at let's look at the trends here because, like, the more like what 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 this article with Amy and is mm-hmm. suggesting, and I I think what we keep on seeing is that. You know, like she says, the ante keeps getting upped. You know, it's like games keep on having to be to, to be more competitive and to be noticed and everything because the, the the video game marketplace is getting so crowded, it's that games are continuously having to be bigger and
1: yeah. huger standards of being know,
0: you know, That bar keeps getting raised. And so yeah. the other thing you know, one of the other things we keep on seeing is that games are more and more and more often and more on, on greater and greater scales are being released with problems yeah with, with 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 bugs and with issues and you know so, you know in varying scales of severity, but you know like this is also something that's happening at the same time as cr- so so what i'm saying is i, I, I can't help but wonder if, if there's a correlation between crunch time getting worse and worse and worse and worse. <coughs> And bugs are getting worse and, well, worse and worse and worse and worse and oh worse as yeah. they come out. Yeah, of course. Now, just, but here's the point I'm making here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, go it's like obviously I, I've I've done payroll. I understand mm-hmm. that, you know need to understand that, you know, as 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 you know you know, when when these games are out there, when Grand Theft Auto, you know, makes more money in a weekend than than a Hollywood movie makes in its entire run, for example, you know, it's you know great, but you know, games like that also have a have bigger staff and more bills to pay and things like that. So, you know, we don't necessarily know how much in-pocket they walked away after mm-hmm. signing all their checks and yeah. everything. Um, but when you have games coming out and you know, and with all these issues and those issues refer, you know affect reviews and re- review scores are lower, it's like I can't help but wonder if they really looked at it you know if if they said, "Okay, if we hire ten or fifteen more developers so people can actually get some sleep and work a little bit less per person, might that make a better game, which might then make you know get higher review scores, which might then sell more copies to pay for those people that we hired you know it it's yeah. it's i it's it, it's all connected
2: but, but unfortunately, you know corporations work, they want to do as much as they possibly can for as little as they can. And with this few people, because they don't have to pay that many people. Well, they of course, at, but they're also they not at the stupid. Yeah, but they look yeah. at the quality of the product and all that after the fact. I mean, like, oh, we could have done it this way.
0: Well, but, I mean, sure, but I mean, I, I just hope that trying to learn lessons from from all this stuff, yeah. and you know, it's
2: their accounts suddenly happen. Well, yeah, apparently there's a bunch of wheels. Good. There's a bunch of wheels at the top that don't. Care they just want to see black, and I think that's what the problem is. It's like, well, we can do this with ten yeah. people because some analytics guy who's never done this before says we can do it. Okay, do it. And well, the people at the bottom uh, are going. Whoa. I mean, <laughs>
0: oh, so I so I th- I think right here is the crux. Of what. He's talking about where she says like Mm -hmm. we're at the point where something's got to break something's got to change yeah i I think i think we 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 are i and i agree it's from 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 the little that i know like i'm not in the industry so i know very little compared to others but uh, it definitely seems to me based on what i see and read and what we talk about here on the show that we're at the point where something's gonna give it's you know, people are gonna have to start to decide to place more value in in the health and well being and the sanity of their coworkers and to put that little bit of a higher expenditure and a higher cost into making the game, you know, hope to hopefully end up in a better product that will as a result sell more copies. I, I just think that I mean hopefully no. start to do that math and figure it out. Hopefully being the key word here. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. It'll probably just they'll probably just be like, Oh, we have a big turnover. They'll just keep cycling people until they find the people they'll stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's the other side of this whole shitty situation too. Is that you know, it's you know, the vast majority of the people that we're talking about here are contract based. They're project based. When the game is done, yeah. they're typically out of a job. And mm-hmm. so you know, it's
1: that's why it's I.
0: Then you get into, like, the whole union mentality where it's where it's just, like, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's, like, on one hand, you're getting paid the same amount no matter what, and it doesn't matter. But then you combine that weird way of thinking with, oh, but we have these deadlines we absolutely have to hit. And there's just, like, a like a complete and total opposite, like, clashing of ideas there. It's, like, people yeah. need to be incentivized to work harder. I mean, that's just yeah. the way it is. And that incentive should not be keeping your job. Like, yeah. Jeff. Hey, you man, know, it's the American your... way now. <laughs> and and that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, I mean, but, you know, we jest. But, I mean, like, this is not this situation is not limited to American developers. So, you know.
2: No, I mean, it, it, the situation now is the employer is yeah. um, you're supposed to thank your employer for giving you a job, but that's the end of it.
0: Man. And that's, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's I,
2: I, yeah, And I identify with these people, though, because I'm in the same situation. I do a tour, and then I'm working on the next tour. You know, am I going to work next month? Who knows? Yeah. And, and this we... is why I drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that totally. O'Fallon pumpkin beer tonight, by the way. Her, her oh, uh,
1: O'Fallon <laughs> Flynn pumpkin beer. This show <laughs> this episode oh, God, brought to you think by that. O'Fallon Flynn pumpkin beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: right. Um, yeah, pumpkin beer, but uh, pumpkin beer. Um, but you know that 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 kind of ends up leading us in uh then into our mailbag question because we we kind of just broke down and discussed what we felt were mm-hmm. kind of some of the causes and and maybe some slight solutions to what you know the, the cure to the symptom might be a little bit. Um, so we thought in it would be world. yeah, we thought <laughs> it would be suitable to to take it to uh to you guys. The with our with our what the fuck are you talking about goat no badgers
2: but <laughs> um, well, we, we get we were letting the badgers poke the bag
1: there you go that's it <laughs> I' take it to you guys in the mailbag this week um, and, and we asked you guys um, crunch time is a serious problem for many many video game devs do you think it's a necessary evil or how would you change things did you guys get any uh, responses to the mailbag for this week
0: Um, We do have a couple of responses in the Players Club. So Dan Purcell, who is a video game developer, by the way, um, responded and said, My experience uh, with a more drawn out schedule of people working in their own time, uh, excuse me, working in their downtime from their other jobs means the process moves extremely slow compared to crunch. Even people getting paid to work a regular week without crunch would move much slower than a regular team is not inherently bad longer releases not longer release times do put stress on the company's finances as there is presumably no income during that period I think we need to switch to a more sustainable model where bits of games can be released, people decide which ones get worked on, and help to support the project while getting to affirm that the project is still on track. You know, that would be something interesting to look at. I wonder how much a little crunch time happens in episodic releases. Because they kind of just kind of go off their own schedule. Like with Telltale, it's just like, yeah, it comes out when they're when it's done, it seems yeah, like. So I wonder I wonder if Telltale has a problem with crunch time. That'd be that'd be something I'd be interested in finding out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dan and Bue uh replied and basically said that um, I think that is the nature of development when you have a public deadline for a widely anticipated product. Software is slightly different in that they can get away, meaning non, non, non-entertainment, non-gaming software, uh, is slightly different in a way that they can get away with patching bugs after release. Um, uh, it's, I think he's suggesting that it's more forgiving to do that than with a game. Um, but it still has to work on a basic level once it, once it reaches the public. That always, uh, that always results in crunch time. Dana seems to be suggesting uh, if I if that that it's sort of a just the the nature of the beast um it makes sense and uh it's just it's it seems to be more forgiving in um he, he's also a, a developer but not uh, Dan Purcell is, is 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 a game developer and Danon I believe is a uh, is a developer not of the gaming nature so they have Software. kind of differing opinions there which I find to be interesting um but uh but yeah those are the only two responses I got on this side
1: of things um uh, any responses? I saw you yeah, checked the question. I got out. a handful of uh of responses this week. So uh um Mr. Uh, Dustin Falconer, who is uh watching the show right now, said plan better. It's like with theater. You know when you know when the show is, you know uh when it needs to be done, plan time wisely, crunch time shouldn't be needed. Um Amanda Hall says certain studios push it too much. Ubisoft is a perfect example of why we can't have nice things. I wish more studios would be like square annex and delay when they have bugs. However, they're one of the biggest studios in the market. So they have the flexibility to do that. And other studios don't. Um, and then uh, Dustin follows up by saying, pushing too hard is when more mistakes occur and people care less about the product and more about just finishing the project. Um Darcy responded by saying, I think they should set goals for specific aspects of games for certain times and maybe have a backup team to round out features while the main design and development team handles the big stuff. Um, and then the the last sort of comp- comment that we got on um, this, this week was uh, I got, I got mailbag bombed by my mother <laughs> <laughs> who <laughs> posted for the first time ever in the history of mailbag posted for God knows why, you're all nerds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that. that this to is which true. I responded um, to ex- her. Ex- I'll respond
1: ex- to her on the show the same way that I did in uh, in the mailbag on online, which was, "Ladies and gentlemen, my mother." Um, so that was <laughs> that was everything.
2: I such had. a sweet lady.
1: She is such a sweet lady, man. Such a such a delightful ballbuster.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but yes, yes. So that's that's everything that uh, that we had. Uh, for for my side. Goat, did you get anything this week?
2: Uh, No, I didn't even pay attention enough. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I didn't realize today was Sunday. Welcome to Life on the Road. Yeah, today was Rochester until you guys made me realize it was also Sunday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the blur. Yeah, Yeah, That's what it is.
2: It's Uh, already coming to the point in my life where it was like, me and the crew have been like, wait, where were we? It was that place with the blue lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What day was that? (laughs)
1: Indeed. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's everything we had for the mailbag this week. And uh, I, um, do we do we have a, an email this week? I think we, we got mailbag up kind of. We do.
0: Mrs. Yep, we did. Uh, we we have a response from uh, from the good songbird. Um, songbird says. Somber says, mailbag answer, in theory, no, it should not exist, referring to crunch time, as generally we presume that everything will be fine and completely finished without any deviations, hiccups, and etc. If you're wondering, yes, that was all meant to be said in our sarcastic voice. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go back and do that again. Ah. In theory, no, it should not exist, as generally we presume that everything will be fine and completely finished without any deviations, hiccups, and et cetera. That was, I, I, that was my best sarcastic voice. <clears throat>
1: Um, you uh, sounded like a stuffy Wall Street banker. I wanted to kill you
2: for yeah. just a second, right then. It was yeah, that. that one of those. <laughs> that was that a, a Cuban B and B operator at a resort. <laughs>
1: <What the fuck? laughs> that was a that was a pull, quite a pull. <laughs> Anyways, go, go ahead, Charlie. Okay. Um, somber <laughs> continues.
0: For some instances, I can see when crunchy can be exercised. Um, however, at the damning expenses, which has been brought up numerous times by victims, it should not be a common practice and should be made illegal. <clears throat> um and then she asks an oldie but a goodie. Uh what other things could PSVR stand for? Um, all right. Let's see. Songbird.
2: Um
1: pretty sweet um, Vegas rocket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also known oh. as a penis.
1: There there is um. a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come
2: on! I'm going to ask one you, of you, if you, I can you,
1: name you, my penis I'll
2: rocket. Say, you've, you've asked Megan if she wants to go on the Vegas rocket ship <laughs> She'll say
1: yes every time <laughs> As long as it's mine my...
2: Well she said uh, yes at least twice <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome uh, Amazing uh, That should oh, be our show title
2: right there um, She said at least twice Pretty, pretty sweet <laughs> Vegas rocket <laughs>
0: So many contenders for show title this know. week. I um, um, I've got. I, I can't top that. Um, can I just go with that? I'll. I'll I'm going to go with that. Pretty sweet Vegas rocket. Uh, go. Do you have a, Do you have an alternate for PSVR?
2: Uh, I don't know. I was thinking more? Uh, uh, more so of like pissed severely? <laughs> Never mind. I have no idea. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> the Vegas rocket wins. Um, it's a show stealer, if you will.
1: It is. Um, it is.
0: <laughs> this makes no sense, but um, I, I, I let my mind find words to, to fit those, those initials, and I, I've come up with pretty standard vas- vasectomy
2: rage. Oh!
0: Um,
1: that would make a fucking mean hardcore band name.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> they would definitely uh, have to be a blues pop trio.
0: <laughs> um,. Synthpop. Um, anyways, um Songbird, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you have been made required to create a commercial for Polybius for the PSVR. Go! Uh, I'll tell you what my my concept is. Just right off the tip of my uh, right off the tip of my brain is um is it would be um like a conspiracy theory video. You know how they're like cut together with like subliminal messages and things you, you like kinda that. You were
1: kind of going. I got the same thing. Go ahead though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: it would be just, just like, like, then of like other conspiracy theories, but then it would be like, and then the government did this, blah blah blah, like with like with like an anonymous voice. You know what I mean? Like like a synthesized voice and um like, it and everything. Um, that's 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 my my head concept that I'm kind of rolling with.
1: Okay. Here's what I got. Um, I it would be it would be a, a gameplay video but it would it would almost look like an instructional video where the instructors are J and K from Men in Black and they explain the game to you so it's Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones um explaining the game to you when you get to the end of the CIA instructional video and then at the end of this instructional video they flash you with their little forget what you fucking saw shit it would be like a little clever commercial built that way all right okay i can see that yeah with some witty dialogue, Do anything better?
2: <clears throat> oh, I just see like the cabinet slowly panning out and like the inner world guy talking about it, and like um just some sort of like um like uh law and order kind of teaser bit to it
0: <clears throat> okay, all right, um yeah, so um yeah, I like all those ideas actually. Um, let's see. Asombrid, uh, uh finishes with Happy Chess Day. If you had to watch a chess match between two gaming characters, who would it be? Um, newer listeners, Goat and I were on our high school chess team together. True story. No yes. um,
2: mm-hmm. Got All the ladies. That's, all um, the ladies. Um, <laughs> that's actually worthy. Uh, <laughs> maybe Goat actually worth the just did fun- share. Yeah, that's actually where the Vegas rocket started. It was my old move, my old finisher. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes.
0: Um, uh, let's see. Um, who who would I like to see play chess? Gaming characters, specifically.
2: Um, I know who I want to see. Yeah. Okay. I want to see Snorlax versus Sonic in the most <laughs> lopsided game of chess ever.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, All right. Fuck. Um, you know, I almost kind of want to do like. I'm trying to think of who's like super smart in the world of gaming. Like who's who's who would make a fine chess player? You know who I'd like to see play chess? I'd like to see I'd like to see Old Man Snake, like Solid Snake, play chess with like, who would annoy the fuck? Oh, you know him and Raiden, just because Raiden is so goddamn annoying. Nice.
0: I feel like those two would be. Um, cool a uh, play between GLaDOS and Legion from Mass Effect
1: oh that would be fucking cool I think you beat us on that one I think you got the mm-hmm. on that
0: that's that uh, that's my vote there um just the 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 dry wit I think is is really what
2: uh, what I'm what I'd be looking forward to in that chess match oh, yes. uh, well, but, yeah, but and, that, and then, uh, that's always nice in the chessboard. a nice dry wit
1: oh wait no 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 if you're, if, you're, if you're talking, I got something good. If, if you're talking eccentric characters that should be playing chess together. So um, what the fuck is his name from um, MDK? The old doctor. Doctor.
0: Oh, God. Uh, I don't the remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Him,
1: and we- him and Wheatley from Portal 2 would be interesting because they're both like high-pitched, fast-talking, like kind of crazy people. That would be fun.
0: Okay, and then um so that's songbird's email for the week with an added on uh, postscript um, she says random p s a do not place the lens of your p s v r or any v R headset in direct sunlight, it will leave a burn mark, and I feel like she speaks from experience so Ooh. Um, so yeah. yeah um so thanks songbird uh, it's good to, good to see you back this week uh, thank you for your email and also of course thanks to everybody that responded to our um um Twilight uh, mailbag question. There, um, I know we promised last week that we'd have one out. We just could not pick one, so um, we as soon as we decided on one, we did post it. So, yes, yes. It um, but yeah, no, we got some good answers. I, I'm I'm satisfied. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, goat uh, more of the same for you the next week.
2: No, no, no. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Uh, tonight I got to do a border crossing at four fifteen and then do. Three days in the land of maple syrup. So the same, but metric, for three days, and no cell phone service, and all sorts of fun. Whee! But then, yeah, but then like Thursday, I think we come back down to Amityville, and it's back to normal. So there you go. A, a slight altercation, in, or altercation, uh, whatever. Alteration. it's gonna go
1: to Canada yeah, to some people.
2: <laughs> what?
1: People scare okay. me. <laughs> John, anything unusual coming up for you this week? Um, you know, I'm 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 gonna be doing some guitar work this week for Venus for Villains related things. Not necessarily the stuff that listeners would want me to be doing, uh, but a project related to Venus Villains, something I've been trying to get done for a long time. Um, I also, you know, completely unrelated to you know Venus Villains stuff. Um, I have a job interview tomorrow for a day job because I do. Still have a day job for those of you that wonder um, because I have children actually didn't have a job until I had kids, uh, which was sad um, when I had to get a job again <laughs> or I had a job before I had my son, but I kept the job I had because I knew I was going to have my son. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have a, I have an interview for this job uh, tomorrow that I hope that I get because it's a much better job than the one that I have now. Other than that, nothing terribly exciting coming up. gonna be, I'm sure fucking eyeballs deep in Witcher coming up here um, all week. I'm going to try and switch it up and play some other stuff too. Just to, like I said, cleanse my palate, but that's it. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary or spectacular this week. Though next Monday, my brother is playing a show at bottom lounge um, doing with like, this odd one-off thing as just Mr. Agitator opening for William control. And um, just to, I don't. It's hard to explain what he's going to do because we were talking about it today. He wants to test something, which is why he's doing it. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know. So go out and support that. And then, Vicious Villains has got some other stuff coming down the pipeline soon. So that's. Is he going to do
2: it like Robert Palmer, have like the, the the chicks not actually playing their instruments on tracks behind him? No,
1: no. It's just going to be him on stage with a bunch of keyboards and sequences and stuff. So.
2: Well, that should be interesting. I hope Have you ever done
1: anything like this before? No. No. He literally, he wasn't planning to do it either. He got a call saying, hey, would you be willing to try this out? Because I just, I need you to fill in for a favor. And he was just like, mm, yes. <laughs> so he's going to fucking do it, man. All right. Yeah. Good luck to him, of course. Yeah.
0: Um, All
2: right.
0: And, my, and on, uh, on my side of things, uh, nothing unusual here. Um, funny, funny, funny. Uh, just uh, as I talked about at the top of the show, it's um, this is basically just the last week where, I be, uh, where I'm going to be... Um, you know, just working on stuff for cider fest, and man, um, after that, I'm just. I'm looking forward to the end of this month. Like I said before, it's just going to be—it's going to be for me. It's going to be the the my 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 end of the year social party, concern, um, and then I'm just going to kind of just get to relax and come back and come back and uh, do family stuff, you know, throughout the holiday season uh, until we start getting geared up for Winnie City, which um you know will be of course at the end of uh at the end of March, beginning of April year but uh, but yeah um our mailbag question for next week is going to be um with the uh with the release of the playstation vr um and um you know by the time you know by the time uh, we get to next week we'll have some reviews and be able to talk about that i, I have a feeling that the PS VR is going to be the focus of our show next week unless something more earth shattering happens mm-hmm. um but our question to you is going to be is where do you currently stand in terms of uh vr headsets that you are owning or pre-ordered or interested in um uh-huh. Uh, first of all we're mainly curious to find out if anybody is um is very much either did get or is desperately wanting a PSVR but um if you're not a PlayStation person um where are you currently standing in terms of your VR preferences um you know have they you know just uh, like i said we asked this question a couple months ago uh, give me take to <laughs> Just revisit a new player. And just kind of see where everybody's at. I'm, I'm curious to see if anybody's opinion has changed also. So, if you answered this question before and if your opinion has changed in any way, please let us know how it's changed and why. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so that's going to be our mailbag and probably topic for next week. Especially
2: um, with the so with, council player. That's the big thing yeah. with this one, is now you can get it on council. You don't have to spend $9 million on a computer.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... All right. And so, uh, Goat, off the top of your head, do you um, know what your likelihood of being on the show next week is going to be?
2: Oh, seven days from now. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. He he has no idea. What is seven days from now?
0: I'm getting there. So that's going to be the (laughs) 16th, and you are going to be in Fayetteville, Fayetteville. North Carolina.
2: Most likely I'll be good.
0: We will... We will uh, look forward to Goat being on the show next week, um, and uh, yeah. So just uh, just a programming note, as far as that's concerned, it's it's always possible, as it, with tonight, that um, our time may vary a little let's bit. But
2: plan on an hour early next week too, because I'll still be on the East Coast.
0: Okay. So, yeah, so, so just make sure that you keep an eye on our social media feeds to see um, see if we're adjusting our recording time at all. Um, if you care to watch the show live, as we uh, as we do record typically on Sundays at 8 p.m. Central. Um, today was 7 p.m., uh, just uh, like like we said, to accommodate Goat, and potentially maybe early oh, next week.
2: Oh, 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 oh. If you
0: said it, if you'd like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus radio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio where I am at TK Charlie. John is at the Fallon Flynn and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth um... You can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 94926GAMER. Uh, you can download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play devices uh, from the Google Play Store. Um, or you can subscribe on iTunes, um, YouTube here, of course. Uh, make sure to turn on notifications so you know we're recording live. Um, on the sister Radio, uh, uh, TuneIn Radio, um, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice, we should be available on anything that you would want to use. Um, thank you very much for watching listening subscribing commenting chatting um we've had people in the chat room tonight i um, haven't really called out uh, comments but thanks again to darcy and dustin for um being regular uh, chat room participants uh, appreciate it you guys um uh this has been episode 188 of gamerhead radio